Yevamos Perk Yud Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, 11.1. And now the, this chapter will consider the implications of having relationships outside of the context of marriage and whether those relationships uh, engender new Isurim prohibitions of of erva. We already saw in the previous chapter that one who's married to a woman may not marry her sister during her lifetime, or mother or daughter for that matter. So those new isurim are created when he marries that woman. All of a sudden, the, her mother's sister daughter becomes forbidden to him through that marriage. But it's specifically the marriage that creates it. Uh, we also saw in the previous uh, chapter, Mishnah Dal, which is why this is coming up here in our Mishnah here in the 11th parak, that if a person married his wife's sister thinking his wife had died, but it turns out she didn't die. Even though he had this relationship with her sister, he can go back to his wife. Uh, because even though they thought they even were married, he, he, he thought he had married his, what was he thought was his late wife's sister. Um, since the wife was alive, you can't marry your wife's sister. It's Kedushin and Tovson, they just couldn't get married, and therefore it wasn't a marriage. And therefore the fact that he had a relationship with the sister doesn't make the original wife forbidden to him. So because of that, our Mishnah here says, No sin alha anusa valamafuta. One is allowed to get married to the relatives of a woman with whom he had a relationship, whether it's an onus, meaning like a, against her will, or a pitui, it was, you know, consensual, his girlfriend. The point is, one may, yes, marry his ex-girlfriend's mother, sister, or daughter. Um, that's true, Midoraisa. I should add that Midorabanan, so long as the ex-girlfriend is alive, um, her mother, sister, or daughter are forbidden um, to marry Rabbinically, because the rabbis are concerned that if the old fling would come back um, to visit her relative, who's now the wife, um, they could have a subsequent relationship, which would be a more severe penalty of if it's a mother or daughter, that's a strafa consequence, and if it's if it's a sister, it's a karis consequence, that's more severe. Therefore, the rabbi said, um, while the ex-girlfriend is still alive, no marrying her relative, mother, sister, daughter. On the flip side. If after getting married to a woman, one has a relationship with her mother, sister, daughter, whether it's ones against the woman's will, or mafata, or it's consensual girlfriend with the mother, sister, daughter of his wife, so then chayev, that of course will carry the penalty, good old-fashioned arias, um, and that's that's forbidden, of course, because because of the marriage, those women became forbidden to him. Nose Adam Anusus Aviv Umfutus Aviv says the Tanakhama here, and this is the Halacha. Um, while one may not marry his father's wife, even after the father's death or divorce, meaning his stepmother, you cannot marry your stepmother. Um, that's based on the Pasuk, Ervas Aishas Avicha Losigale. The one may not be intimate with his father's wife. Um, it says Aishas, and that means a wife. So it's specifically the wife of his father, not the wife, the father's consort, ex-girlfriend, rape victim, none of that would make it forbidden for him to marry. So, Midoraisa. So that's it again. Um, one may marry his father's ex-girlfriend, etc. The same goes with one's son. If one's one certainly may not marry his son's wife, called Kalaso, even after the son and wife dissolve in their marriage through death or divorce. One still can't marry his ex-daughter-in-law. But if the son just had some non-marriage relationship, 
Again, whether it's onus or pitui, it doesn't matter. The father may marry the son's ex-girlfriend. Rabbi Yehuda Oser Banusas Aviv Mufutas Aviv. Rabbi Yehuda famously forbids, I say famously because this comes up a lot in the Gemara, um, he forbids one from marrying his father's ex-girlfriend, um, even though they weren't ever married. If, if the father slept with her, the son may never marry her. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's a dindo oraisa. Um, the base of the Merchlokas of whether one may marry his stepmother, um, I, I shouldn't say that, I should say the father's ex-girlfriend, is um, based on the Pasuk, there's a, there's a Pasuk in Devarim Chav Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, 23.1, which says, Lo yikach ishes ishes aviv, a person may not marry his father's wife, ishes aviv, v'lo yigale kanaf aviv, nor may he um, expose, meaning be intimate with, his father's kanaf. Now this word kanaf, in other contexts, means like a, like a, like a corner, or a, or a wing or something. It's does it's it's not it's absolutely ambiguous what the term means. According to Yehuda, the kanaf refers to I'll call it the girlfriend, the woman with whom he slept outside of anusas of outside of marriage, girlfriend or, or rape victim. According to Tanakama, no kanaf refers to um, a woman who was waiting awaiting yibum from the father. So it's like his his aunt, I'll call it. Um, and that's what the Torah is prohibiting, even though, of course, one can't marry his aunt anyways, his father's brother's wife, um, both because that in itself is one of the Arayas, and second of all, if she's waiting for Yivam, she's a Yivama, can't marry anybody besides her Yavam, so that's two reasons why not to marry her already, but this is a third reason, says the Tanakam. Uh, the Mechlok really has got to do with if we are connecting the First Pasuk of Perak Chav Gimel to the last Pasuk of Perak Chav Base or not. Okay, fine. In any case, the Lachalik Tanakama that Anusas Aviv and Mefutas Aviv, one's father's ex-girlfriend, is permitted to the son to marry.